Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Robin Leonio, joined by Carl Pavlik at FiverHowling.com on this wonderful uh, Monday, June 28th, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final set for tonight, the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Carl, uh, how, how you doing and are you excited for the Stanley Cup Final? Uh, I'm doing great, doing great, uh, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, I kind of expected Tampa Bay to go pretty far this year because they're just such a phenomenal team, and I'm really surprised to see Montreal in the the show as well. Um, it's always hockey's always a little bit more fun when you don't know exactly what's going to be happening. Yeah, and you know, I think I, I, it's really cool to see um, Montreal in there. Um, obviously, I, I think a lot of us know because it's cool. To, cool because no one expected it. Everyone thought they would probably be out in the first round, second round at the most, um, and then they just go ahead and uh, have the run that they did. And I, you know, I I, I love the storyline coming out of Montreal. Makes me really excited to see this kind of uh, uh, run and see if they can continue it and bring Canada their first cup since '93. Yeah, I mean they they always say that goaltending wins wins championships, and it is tough to count out Carey Price in any kind of goaltending like way. Um, I I like to think that you know we we should have expected this to happen, uh, and we just were all sleeping on Montreal, but that probably gives too much credit to um to I think how a lot of people were looking at the. Canadian division this year in general um it was a really weird season so that maybe adds to the surprise if you weren't paying too much attention to what was going on up north yeah and I'm uh, it, it, yeah it, that definitely adds to it just because you know especially if down here in the states is we don't pay attention like like you only really pay attention to your own division really for the most part and you know to let, let alone what's going on in another country so you're like oh Canada's doing its thing. And then, you know, you have the Canadians just be- beating each other up like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, if you are a hockey fan, especially if you're one who are who is like as plugged in as, as we are, you do end up getting a lot of Canadian news just because you follow a lot of Canadian people. Um, and normally that's like you're getting a mixture of everything because everyone's watching everything. Uh, especially people on the national level, but since a lot of them were Canadian and they know like what their primary audience was, I felt like a lot of just kind of like the people you would expect to get like general hockey news were doing just a lot more to Canada. Um, and normally that's like fifty percent to Canada, and it was like seventy five this year. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just not seeing those people who are giving all the Canadian news as much and. Yeah, I'm sticking with my American news, uh, but yeah, we get a surprise because of it, and yeah, happy accidents. 
Speaking of, uh, you know, news coming out of out of Canada, I, you know, because we're, you know, doing this episode, it was only a day after the uh, the media day, um, and there were some major news to come out of media day. Uh, let's go ahead and just bring that kind of thing up real quick before we continue a little more about the Stanley Cup, and then, you know, later in the episode, we will get back to the Coyotes. Yes, because you guys listen to the Coyotes podcast, you want you want to hear about the Coyotes, but let's get to this first. So, Carl, let me just ask you, let me put it in a question here. Um, and you'll know exactly what I mean. You'll probably know exactly what I mean when I say uh, what, I, what I'm getting at when I ask this is should in these media sessions, the French questions be trans- automatically translated to English in these, in these pr- press conferences? Mm. That is... Oh, that's a that's a big question. Um, I I can completely understand uh, people who are like, no, um, because Montreal is a primarily French speaking province. Uh, the Quebecois have a very rich tradition in Canada, which as an outsider, I feel I do not completely understand, but I, I kind of get the gist of it. And I feel like it's kind of their way of asserting like a, an aspect of their culture onto, onto the media and the sport in a way that I think often gets overlooked. Like we expect every player and coach just to be able to answer everything in English. Um, it's not like we have people who are constantly like translating for, into like Russian or Swedish or Czech or any of the other languages uh if if montreal wants to be like no we're gonna we're gonna be for the francophone community because they are our audience then not gonna really fault them for that yeah that's that's the thing and uh i think especially since they know their coach is also french so like that doesn't there wasn't an issue with that it was you know it was a simple back and forth between uh between the coach and a french and a french-speaking reporter I don't see an issue with that. Uh, Steve Simmons uh, of the Toronto Sun seemed to have a really, really big issue with that. He's like, I couldn't understand. You got to translate it. And uh, if you're following Twitter, everyone was talking so much crap to Steve Simmons afterwards. It's like, if you really wanted to know what was being said in that in that exchange, talk to the reporter afterwards. I'm sure he will gladly tell you in English. Like, that's yeah. not a problem. Like, it's like it, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Yeah, or like talk to like anyone around you because I'm sure like someone caught it and and someone there knows. Like it's not necessarily something you need to go to to Twitter about. Uh, and and like we were kind of saying earlier, like I don't know too much about what happens in the Montreal Canadiens scrums or on their media days if this is like a normal occurrence and all of a sudden, like just because we've gotten to this point where like, Hey, this is a thing that's annoying. And it's like, this has been going on for the entire season. What are you talking about? Like, that's just such a weird like stance to do. Uh, and maybe it's because I know the both of us were in Arizona. Uh, you were in California before we're exposed to a more bilingual environment where, you know, you're used to people saying things that you don't necessarily understand. But then again, it's hockey. There are people who speak so many other languages. Uh, such a weird thing to go to Twitter about. 
yeah, it, it, I, I, I thought it was pr- pretty, uh, yeah, it was a little, it was a little childish on, uh, on Steve Simmons part, but it's, yeah, I, I, it was also pretty funny. I got to yeah. say. Uh, it's definitely like one of those, uh, not necessarily an old man le- yells at cloud moment, but, but kind of close to that where you're like, oh, come on, man, what are you doing? Act like you've been there before and we know you have. So what's going on? Absolutely. Um, so before we, you know, try to actually talk, talk, talk about the Coyotes, because again, once again, we are a Coyotes podcast. I do want to get your opinion on the, uh, on the Stanley cup final who takes home Lord Stanley and uh, in how many games? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they're just the better team, uh, and I think they're gonna do it in five. Okay, yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking at a team that that's definitely talent wise, clearly the better team, Tampa Bay is definitely that. I mean, they they found a loophole in the salary cap. Um and are just using it to essentially run circles around the NHL and it's and it's not fair it's annoying but you know what they they're doing it legally so I can't complain um yeah. they just found out like I said there was a loophole um that said I'm really really liking what I'm seeing from you know Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki uh you know the forwards from Montreal and as well as the run that Carey Price is getting himself. I want to say Montreal has it in them. It's not going to be easy. It is don't, in no way is this going to be easy. Um, because if it were, you know, they'd have a series like they did against the Jets, which is definitely not going to happen. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to put Montreal in here, and in seven games. That that would be quite a game seven. Uh... I will definitely, if it gets to that, if it gets to Game Seven, I'm going to be going to a bar and seeing that. Uh, I haven't been going out too much, um, even though everything's been opening up. Just liked uh, saving money, but I will definitely be at a bar if there's a Game Seven, Montreal, Tampa Bay. That just sounds amazing to watch. Oh, it would sound fantastic. So once again, if you want to guys get that quick uh, recap, Carl has Tampa Bay in five and i have montreal in seven i'm gonna try to speak that into existence because that will be exciting we're gonna continue this conversation a little bit more uh but first i'll let you guys know that you know once again as we continue through these playoffs uh these these players definitely got to be in really good shape and they got to be eating something really healthy one thing that they should be munching on is definitely built bar the best tasting protein bar in the land with over nine different flavors ranging from coconut to raspberry, peanut butter, salted caramel, you name it. Uh, the best thing about these are they're super uh, low in calories, low in carbs, high in fiber, high in protein. All the good stuff you want out of a good protein bar while tasting absolutely delicious. But don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and try it yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your first order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15, that is L-O-C-K-E-D, and the number 1515 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's now time to continue this conversation on Locked On Coyotes. Robin Leonio and Kyle Pavlik of FiverHowling.com. 
to discuss. Now let's shifting focus from the Stanley Cup final, which the Coyotes obviously aren't in it. They weren't even in the playoffs. Um, to talking about the Coyotes and the off, you know, the off season that they had, or really anything um, in that regard. And let's go ahead and start off with uh, I don't know. It's the best way. You know what? Let's just start off talking about a little bit Connor Garland because there was some stuff coming out over the last week of whether or not the Arizona Coyotes were going to uh, shop him, see what kind of stuff is, is going to be available out there because uh, it's a big name. He can demand quite quite a bit of return if, they, if they're going to go to a route like this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've gotten quite a few conflicting reports um, that the team was either shopping him, that they had previously shopped him. Um, it, the his uh, agent sent two offers, just hasn't heard anything back yet. Uh, just a lot of silence from the team. And Bill Armstrong hasn't really said too much as of late, which makes sense because you don't expect to hear too much this, you know, during the playoffs. Um, but it has led to speculation that the team may be looking to trade him. And uh, as I said on Twitter, if they think that they need to rebuild, which I'm not necessarily, you know, committed to them needing to do that, but if they think that they do, it makes sense. It's going to make a lot of people very angry, though. Oh, yeah. It would, like, a shopping uh, Connor Garland would make a lot of people angry because of how exciting he made the Coyotes over the last, you know, year and a half. This guy, yeah, he he brought a lot of excitement to the team, became um, a lot of people's favorite players overnight, and you know, for him, for them to tr- trade it away, it's just like, oh, we got to restart this, all, restart the clock all over again, just starting to get hope a little bit, and here we go. Yeah, it, it's a lot of factors. It's like you said, he became a lot of people's favorite player, um, and he worked for it like he was all hustle last season um and we can all remember like several key moments like him scoring a goal off of his forehead uh just redirecting the puck he has definitely made a name for himself amongst coyotes fans and around the league but that's also the reason you trade him um because he's a big name and he's got a lot of upside and now is probably the time where you are going to get the best return from him um, because he doesn't have a contract yet. So you can get something like really team friendly um, and you could maybe do something short just in case you're you know, still on the fence, think they may drop, uh, especially the, with Cheka doing like a lot of those long term deals, I think. The fan base is probably like, no, nah, maybe it's like two years for Garland, um, which I think a lot of other teams would be looking for. So, yeah, you can just get so so much more back now versus if two seasons happen and he starts to fizzle or starts dealing with injuries or just anything. And then you're not far behind or you're not far ahead in the rebuild and you have a, an asset that's not helping you out as much. Yeah, his value right now is very high, and uh, you know he can get a good return. And if the and you know like what you're saying, if the Coyotes are going to make that decision to rebuild, uh, it it makes sense because yeah, you said the return can be phenomenal for it. Um, you know they can it, it will be super helpful. You know high level prospects. You know 
early early round draft picks, whatever it might be, is it's that's what you want for a rebuilding team. Yeah, you don't want to just shop, shop all your vets. Like they can definitely get you some return, but like what you're gonna get like second round picks, B level prospects, like players that are likely like just statistically they're more likely to be misses than hits. You want to get the best odds as you can because at a certain point you start looking five years ahead, four years ahead, um, like three years at the most. Like you need to just start accumulating assets, which the team just doesn't have. They don't have a lot of assets other than um, Bill Hay- or uh, Barrett Hayton, Jan Yannick, and Victor Soderstrom are probably the big ones. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes total sense. I think one of the things that um, is going to be in that, uh, you know, for a lot of, like that's going to suck for a lot of people here too, is um, just the fact that where am I get where am I getting with this? It's like um, it it makes sense to do it in that case, just because, like you said, with 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 that rebuilding and. Uh, not only that, and yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Not only that is it's not fair <laughs> to Connor Garland if we're the Coyotes are only going to or aren't really going to progress, and you know they're kind of going to stay the same like mid-level team bubble playoff, but kind of question mark whether or not they're actually going to make it. Um, that's not fair to Connor Garland because Connor Garland, based off his talent wise. Deserves to be on a team that can make the playoffs and can make a good run. Yeah, and it is important to remember that he is 25. Um, he took a little bit longer to develop, which is absolutely fine. It's still like within well, like what we would expect, but he isn't necessarily going to be around as long as say a, a Jacob Chikrin, because um, I think Chikrin's only 23. Um, and in those two years, especially when you start getting to 30, they make a huge difference. Um, and as much as people like Garland, I think if they like really sat down and they were like, do do you want to see Garland struggle on a bad team for the rest of his career? They, They would say no. Usually when people are fans of a player, they want what's best for the player. Um, as long as they really think about it uh, and maybe get some time and distance. But it, it's really interesting to see what is going to happen. I feel like no one has a great idea of what Bill Armstrong is like as a GM, just because it's, it's a weird year. Uh, and it's our and first, he, first full off season with him as GM. Last one was like kind of half an off season. Yeah, and he wasn't able to do anything at the draft, and like it, he picked a weird time to step in as the Coyotes GM. Uh, and I now, mean, it, it was they, they, to be fair, there was a weird, like there was it was a tough transition in general with the Chaka's departure. But oh know. yeah, there there was nothing normal about that, um, and now we're we're all still just playing catch up a little. Um, like I'm really interested to see what we can learn about what to expect in the next couple of years from the next couple of months or next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Hey, what I think will be a good idea is next segment. Let's try to make an argument 
and I, I don't think maybe it doesn't even need me to make, make an argument. Like maybe let's just you know talk about reasons the Coyotes should hold on to Connor Garland. That will be coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's let you guys know that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We have the Stanley Cup final once again starting today. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Montreal Canadiens. Um, you can track all that action on Bet Online. But hey, doesn't even stop. Doesn't need to stop at hockey. The uh, the NBA playoffs are continuing. Uh, quite a lot of fun stuff for you for you Arizona fans. The Phoenix Suns. Also, go ahead, and uh, they're playing in the uh, Western Conference Finals against the uh, the LA Clippers. Lots of exciting stuff coming out of that too. So, you know what? Lot- bet online is the place to go to if you want to bet on those kind of games. Um, so, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Uh, go ahead and head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account today, and you can receive a fifty percent welcome bonus upon using the promo code. Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And once again, that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast as we continue this conversation on this wonderful uh, Monday. Uh, once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik of FiverHelling.com. Let's go ahead and, and finish off uh, this Monday episode uh, by talking about what we'll kind of continuing what we're going with, with the last segment, Carl. But this time, let's flip it because la- last one we were talking about, you know, these are reasons why it makes sense to, tr- to be a shop in Connor Garland um, and why it, you know, it's, it's best for him, best for the team, X, Y, and Z. But what about the other side? Obviously, because we still don't know, because obviously we, we could be wrong. They couldn't be. Maybe they're not shopping Conor Garland and they're just being quiet right now and they're going to give him a contract. What are some, uh, let, let, let's say, what are some of the reasons it would be great for Arizona to hold on to uh, this new star? Sure. Um, well, I think the biggest reason, um, and in my opinion, it's kind of the weakest, but it's the one that I think is the most important. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, I think that the team is going to be better without Tockett. I think the team is going to be more consistent if they get the right coach. And I think that the talk of a rebuild is a little bit premature. Um, The problem is I don't really have any kind of evidence to back that up other than just there was like a lot of weird things that I noticed about the team under Taka, especially this past season. And um, we've talked in the past uh, off mic about disagreeing with the coaching staff about player deployment and those sorts of things. Um, And, you know, of course they're the ones who are actually making the decisions where Monday morning quarterbacking. So it's never, you know, grain of salt for all of it, but I think the team's going to be better. And I think the team needs Garland to be better and it's better for everyone. If the team's better with Garland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my main reason is um, one that I was talking, it's, it kind of coincides with a reason with something that I kind of mentioned in the uh, previous segment, but I'm going to kind of flip it on this side. 
in into the positive for Arizona, for the uh, for this in that the Connor Garland has become a fan favorite. Star power is huge in developing a fan base. If you know you can put a name, you know the Coyotes can put a name, attach a name to a uh, to a team that's building. They have a name like Connor Garland. That's their star right now. Obviously, he's no he's no Connor McDavid or he's no um, Nathan McKinnon, anything like that. But that just you know that's a name that like at least from from you know if you're watching highlights, it's a name that they can get the rap people with the rally behind, and maybe get, can try to convince some people to come to games, um, more people to come to games in that sense, and you know you can build off of that. But that's how things start when it comes to you know building star power. I mean, it makes sense. We saw it with Taylor Hall um, and Phil Castle, like two big names from outside of the Coyotes who came in, and they did really revitalize the fan base. Taylor Hall is gone now. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen with Phil Castle. Um, the the franchise has really turned against Oliver Ekman Larson in general, um, and Clayton Keller. Uh, they're two names that you often see, like, trade them. Um, so, yeah, Connor Garland is kind of it for, like, the good player that the fans like. And you're right. It's very important. It's how you sell the jerseys. Uh, it's what people hope for when they get the mystery pucks. Um when you get a signed stick to you want to have. So there's definitely reason to keep them around on that end. Yeah. And that, and that's, and again, that's, you know, you know, the case for any sport really, um, of course, and that's how you want it to be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why uh, it'd be huge to keep them. And I'm a little, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little biased in this case. Cause you know, I, I'm not afraid to say that Connor Garland has become my favorite player on the Coyotes. Probably, probably, I mean, that's probably because I followed him from Tucson's path. Um, and uh, it, I mean, I'm sure there are some diehard Coyotes fans that followed him while he was still playing in the juniors. Um, if you're there, let me know. I kind of want to hear from you. Whether, how, like, what you thought when he was playing in the juniors. But, like, like I said, but, like, you can tell it's easy to, to, to like this guy based, like, all you have to do is watch him play. Yeah, he is like he is always giving it his all um, and like just the hardest working guy on the ice. Um, And you don't necessarily always see that from your star players because some of them are just at the skill level where they don't need to give it their all every single shift because their 75 percent is better than everyone else on the ice. Um, I, I sometimes feel that way with Kessel, um, although he just doesn't want to. But that's not Connor Garland. Um, he's always going to do like his full you know, 110%. And he just had a great like Worlds. Um, came back from injury and wasn't looking too great. Uh, in the final, I think, two games of the season, maybe three. Uh, you and I had talked about like, do does the team even risk like him getting hurt by playing him? And they did, and I know, like at the time, I was like, "This doesn't seem like a great idea." They went out and just 
had like a phenomenal world championship, got himself a bronze. Um, that's that's definitely a lot of star power that you can build off of. Absolutely. So those are our um, uh, like both sides, both sides of the coin of uh, of potentially either trading him or keeping Connor Garland. Um, and there's, like I said, there are different ways we look at it. At this time, we have no idea because, again, the Coyotes are absolutely silent to this point. Um, there's a c- couple things, like Carl, you said about you know the agent saying c- sending a couple uh, couple ass of you know of term and money, but that's the that's about it. That's 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 as much as we can really provide at this point. Um, so that's where we're going to end this episode, real quick. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review uh, if you are a listener on uh, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe if you've yet to already. Once again, like I said, we're available on Apple Podcasts as well as Google, Spotify, as well as the all-new Odyssey app. Uh, so uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Absolutely uh, you know, phenomenal. You can find Locked On Coyotes everywhere. Uh, if you can find us on social media, at LO underscore Coyotes. Myself, I am at Rablianio1, R-B-L-E-A-N-O-1. And uh, you here, uh, again, you'll, you can interact with us, ask us a question. Anything that uh, you might want to know, we can, uh, you can maybe answer your question back and maybe even feature a question or two on the future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We love interacting with our fans. So don't be afraid to send us a question. No questions, a stupid question, because we have a lot to talk about here on Locked On Coyotes. If you bring something up, and I'm pretty, pretty sure someone might have the same question. So, again, don't be afraid to ask if you have something to ask. Um, but once again, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy and also staying cool in all the heat. And don't forget to howl on.